Hey everyone, before we kick this episode off, I urge everyone listening to like and subscribe to our podcast, wherever you may get your podcast from. So if you listen to us on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating, or also subscribe to us on Spotify. And I urge all of our listeners to head to our website, and you can get more than just our podcast from there. We have news stories all the time there, we have feature articles there, so head to tnpmedia.au. That's tnpmedia.au. All right, without further ado, we'll get stuck into the podcast. Talk and Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au. All right, it is another episode of the Talk and Power podcast, episode 175. It's come along really quick, I must say. I'm here with, I'm Dickie Chumbra, I'm here with our co-host Simon Gonzo Travellini over there and Johnny Alardi over there. How are we guys? Very well. Busy. I know, you're always Drag busy. season. Drag season. As <laughs> Christmas season. <laughs> Christmas oh, season, yeah. All the fun stuff. Hey, you were going to ask you, you rolled up tonight with an 86. That's kind of different for you. Wife's car. Oh, okay. That's cool. <laughs> That's my story. I'm okay. sticking to yeah, it. Yeah, all right. Oh, he just <laughs> wants to compete with the Hyundai's, mate. I'm no. having all the fun here with the... <laughs> but is there some sort of, like, is that going to be a developmental car or...? No. 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 Just a daily driver. <laughs> just a daily nah, driver. Nah, Nick, you know what he's going to do? He's going to put those wheels on the 45 degree angle like that and he's just going to roll it in and out of the workshop. I've got to tell you, <laughs> they are fun. They're a I, fun I, car. I believe they're, it. They're, um, yeah. yeah. No, anyway. I, I don't dispute no, they're good. it. But I even looked at, looked at those when we got the Corolla in that. Cool yeah. car. Yeah. yeah. It just, it's like. There's it, a reason it, it, there's a whole series on, on based on those cars. Is there? Yeah. Yeah, the 86 series. Yeah, yeah, it's where a lot of the Super 3 drivers cut their teeth. And Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. They'll no start idea. out yeah. in 86 and then move up to to um, to um Super 3s generally is the yep. path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, you guys can shed some light. I, I watched a little bit of that last round. Super 2, Super 3 supercar like <laughs> there was uh, I think I saw a, a BF in there somewhere like, yeah, like, so what's yeah, the, it's, all, it's all generation based yeah so Super 3 is basically the older the older cars and then they move into a Super 2 which will be like a Gen 2 car and then, yeah. Yeah. but these days to do to get into supercars you've got to go Super 3 Super 2 to get into supercars to get your super license that's that's the path you've got to take yeah, you can't. Yep. You can't unless you get a wild card entry for a uh, Bathurst or a um, Sandown. That's the only way you can circumvent that. And what's the cutoff between like Super Three and Super Two? I don't. There is no cutoff. Basically, no, no, no. In the, the, in the model of the cars, uh, it would have to be BF. I think BF yeah, I think to FG. Yeah, because yeah. there was there was uh, some Nissans in there. there yeah, was, Super Three I think, cars. I think you'll yeah. find that it comes under the, is it the car of the future. The Nissans are prior. Uh, post that? Yeah, the Nissans were after Car of the Future. Um, so I th- they what they called Project Blueprint, weren't they? Those cars? 
You yes, know, that, that guy that's listening to us is gonna he's gonna go to town. Look at these, oh, God, look that, at that, these muppets! <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna go to town on us. Quite entertaining, but uh, absolutely no knowledge of the sport whatsoever. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, we, we don't. I don't know, but generally speaking, so Super Threes are generally the new blood, and then they'll progress into Super Two, and then they'll go. All we need cars. to do is ask him on the show, so he can explain all of this. Yeah, to us and yeah, our know. loyal Su- listeners. Super Three is a was never a part of it. It was always Super Two. Super Three it was uh, the Shannon's touring car series, wasn't it? And yeah. it morphed into Super, Super Three. Super Three. Yeah. I, I got a theory on this. I could be wrong, but seeing as the you know most successful motorsport on the planet is MotoGP, the supercars the most unsuccessful motorsport on the planet. They're probably thinking if we name it like. Moto GP, you know, Moto 2, Moto 3. Maybe we'll oh, get go, some of that go down success. Those, uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> the I, I, like, I like your thinking, man, I like, but I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> well, it's but, funny but, you say that because both championships finished in similar fashion on the weekend. Yes. If you look at the first and second in the championships and in, how they ended. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, supercars, it was between oh, Shane yeah, was, and, yeah. and uh, Brody. Yeah. And then obviously there was a uh, an issue in that first race that almost sort of ended, yeah. you know, Shane's well, chance. Did, yeah, yeah. That, that, and then was. in the MotoGP there was, you know, Martin and uh, Peko. Yeah. And obviously, you know, it sort of ended similar with, uh, you know, Jorge, uh, you know, sort of ended in himself, I suppose, so, in so that race. Did did Bagnaia win it? Yeah. 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 yeah, he's won it. Yep. Yep. Back to you back. You watch that race. No, Mate, that no. race there, it was incredible. Mate, but all the races are incredible. Yes, I know, you but know that's, what I mean? well, for me to say, it was even even better. But was it, on, the, was it on free to air? Oh, I don't no, know. I was no. watching it on free to air. The only race that I caught a little bit of was, I think, Phillip Island because mm. it was on free to air. Yeah, yeah, I, think I, I think I rang you. Yeah, that falls under the anti-siphoning rules. That's why. So that's on free to air because of its... Anti-siphoning rules, yeah. So in Australia, we have a, a law that prevents, like, to the big... So Bathurst 1000, the Australian Formula One Grand Prix, and MotoGP from being on free to, uh, from being on pay only. There's an actual federal law. Okay. That, those yeah. three big events. Yeah, okay. The AFL Grand Final's another one. Yeah. The Australian Open's another one. There's a big sporting event. You yeah, can go check it out. all the football on Fox. <laughs> I wouldn't mind, really. So it's called anti-siphoning. It just stops a pay... It stops from big sports from going behind a paywall. So, yeah, Bathurst. And that's why Phillip Island falls under that category so the, as well. So the, uh, the AFLW Grand Final, does that... <laughs> Has that been on yet? No, it's, it's on this weekend. Yeah, it's and it's weekend. Brisbane north and, and North. I think. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, it's, I, yeah I'll, I might. You guys having like a big no. AFLW party? No, no, <laughs> no comment, mate. <laughs> no comments at all. Barbecue, you know, get nah. some people over. Nah, no, nah. <laughs> nah. Nah, 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 no comment. Yeah, we're not allowed to say what I think. No, no, congrats. You know, I will say one thing about girls' football. Um, I think in I think in another three to four years, uh, uh, women's football will be pretty strong. I've seen a group of girls come through now that started out. The girls that started at Auskick are around about 16 now, right? There's a big group of girls that are 16 and that are playing Rogers and that are playing in uh, – that will be in Waffle soon. And once they come through the system, you'll see a spike in the talent, 100%. Did, did you watch the awards night? No. No? No. I did. Okay. It was good. All right. 
In the old days, you used to have to go to the back of the video library for that sort of action. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm with him now. Why did I even ask? <laughs> I know, it's going to tip your toe on that one. No. <clears throat> Tread lightly. Tread lightly. There, there's some big girls there, eh? Like oh, yeah. Girl. Yeah. But there's some, like I said to you, honestly, in a few, in three to four years' time, we're going to see an increase in talent. In, in so, so when do we turn it into one league and play mixed? Oh, yeah, Simon, I know. It's, that's not unlikely to happen. But, but this is... I don't you know, know. I think it's just sexist to have two different leagues. I know, I know. So, you know, if they're that good, then they should play with the boys. Yep, yep. Like Erica Enders. Oh, six, mate, six, six championships. Six world titles. That's rare air, brother. That's know, rare That is air. awesome. Awesome. How good was the end of, of, of the NHRA I know, season? Yeah, I, I had to watch that on... Uh, so we were talking on the, we were actually on the phone waiting. So we're watching it, but like a, we couldn't a, get live feed anywhere. So what we were looking at was the live timing, and we we're both like on the edge of our seat, oh, just for refresh. flashing refresh, yeah. refresh. Yeah, because you don't need to refresh. You don't need to refresh. It'll refresh automatically. But I'll still refresh, refresh, refresh. So it's a is bit, it, bit of a backstory. You can watch that, but there's nobody you can. Yeah, you watch can. It? If you're an Andrew member, NHRA TV, you, yeah, NHRA yeah. TV, yeah. yeah, in Australia, that's yeah, yeah. Which I am, and I've tried multiple times to log on and set up an account. But anyway, that's another story. Uh, there's a bit of a backstory, right? So, Doug Coletta, how many years has been racing? Oh, a long time. That has to be over 30 now. Co- Connie Coletta's nephew, Connie Coletta, you know, legend in, in Top Fuel, Nitro Funny Car, etc. Uh, big team, the, the DHL hmm. uh, and... Um, Toyota? T- yeah, yeah, but what, what's the other major sponsor? DHL... Uh, just, I think it was Toyota and Mac Tools. Oh, Mac Tools, of Mac course. Tools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, big team, multi-car team, and uh, poor old Doug. He's run it up, God, six times mm. or something. Yeah, uh, but never clinched the championship. And many years ago, and I think they call it the run. Mm. Is that what that is? So he was leading the points, and uh, Tony Schumacher had to win the event. Set low ET, high speed, and reset the national record to get like one point extra, right? So it's like that's the biggest long shot. That's not like a trifecta, it's like a quad or something, yeah. you know what I mean? Yep. Uh, Alan Johnson as the crew chief, and they managed to pull it off. And they had like the camera on Doug <laughs> as, as the car was going down because, you know, the devastation, you know? So this season, he had Alan Johnson as his crew chief and he had to, it was a winner-take-all final. Uh, it was uh, uh, Leah Pruitt and mm. uh, 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 Doug Coletta, Leah Pruitt, Tony, Shu- uh, Tony Stewart's uh, wife. wife and uh, a member of the Tony Stewart Racing uh, Nitro team. Um, and they had won the Funny Car Championship already on the run before. Yeah, with Matt Hagen. With yeah. Matt Hagen. So they'd, they'd sign up the championship. So potentially in his first full season uh, as a team owner, he could have won two two championships, two yeah. Nitro championships. First season or second? Second. Second season. Second, yeah. second season. Still a phenomenal yeah. effort, you mm, know what sure. I mean? And um, it, was, it came down to winner-take-all. There was effectively four cars... That potentially could have won it. There was yeah. Steve Torrance. Steve Torrance was in the running. Uh, yeah. Doug Coletta, yeah. uh, Leah Pruitt, mm. and uh, I'm thinking Justin. 
No, I think it was only three of those. It was two, only three? Actually, yeah. He yeah. was too far out. Yeah. He was too far out of the points. Anyway, so uh, yeah, came down to the final and um, it was a close race. Uh, but Doug uh, got her on the on the tree and uh, outran her and, and won finally the, the monkeys uh, off his back. Yeah, but he just did, awesome yeah, to yeah, yeah. Out quicker quicker reaction time, quicker to the yeah, quicker quicker ET and all, a mile all, an hour as well. All the pro classes except for Pro Stock Bike. Uh, came down to the last meeting at Pomona. Pro Stock Bike was pretty much sewn up. And Erica was really the only one that got decided first round. She pretty much just had to get yeah. through first round. And um, Incredible season for Erica, right? Six six championships. Yeah, rocky start. Back. Rocky start. Now, you, have you heard any of the controversy about the, uh, the um, override button? No, no. Okay, so... On all the professional categories, they have safety uh, functions built in in case there's an accident, the driver gets blanked out, etc. We have similar stuff here in Australia. And um, uh, they had a switch on their car where they could start the car by bypassing all the safety functions. Oh, I did hear about this. Yeah, yes, yeah. So yep. they, they uh, disallowed that particular run once tech found it, but some people are arguing, well, how long was it on the car? Did they, you know, because they had dramas. Remember they had dramas, the car would, wouldn't start yeah, yeah. early on in the season. Did they bypass it to get around this? And Matt Hart, Hartford, Hartford, yeah. yeah, Matt Hartford had the same or well, similar problem with his car. They actually called a tow truck, towed the car to someone's workshop Worked on it, and we're doing burnouts in the car park between between rounds. Because he said, <coughs> if we don't figure it out, then you know we can't race. And they ended up winning the meeting. Yeah. And he had just had his appendix out, so he had fresh stitches. Uh, but yeah, but the the argument was put forward. Well, how long has she had that override yeah. button? But that override button doesn't offer any performance. That's a safety. No, no, no. That, and it's you're you're a hundred percent correct, Johnny. Mm, it yeah. is a safety thing. It's not that. The thing is, though, you're eliminating yeah. potential failure from the safety system. Mm-hmm. Now, now with the safety system, uh, my understanding is, and I, I, I may have this wrong, part of it is there's a pressure sensor that checks that the air bottle's been turned on uh, to deploy the chutes because they, they charge the chutes. Uh, they don't, you know, how we do it with the spring and that. They've got a, a much... Um, more advanced system where it has an air ram. They call it an air launcher, right? So if the bottle's not on and it doesn't see air pressure, it won't let the engine start, right? But but there is probably other sensors. So on the uh, top fuel funny cars, pro mods, they have a burst panel sensor. When the burst panel goes, it deploys the chutes, turns the fuel off, right? They have another sensor when it crosses the finish line. We have this in Australia as well. It automatically deploys the chutes, turns yep. the engine off. Yeah. So if you have dramas with those systems and they're preventing the vehicle from starting, so let's take, for example, Zap, uh, a, a few meetings ago, he had some sort of an ignition gremlin, right? And they went back to Magneto's. They took the CDI ignition off and went back to Magneto's. Um, now, potentially, there could be a problem somewhere else in the wiring. Mm. If you have this override thing, that gives you an advantage because it's one thing that you go, oh, Let's do this, start it up. Yeah, we're good to go. You know what I mean? But is that override um, 
consistent with all the cars in that category? So th- is it a, like a supply from the so category or is it It is mandatory team? that the, can, the car cannot start unless the safety device allows it to start. Now, their argument was we didn't put the switch on there for that. We put the switch on there so that we could turn the EFI system on to uh, upload the tune without having everything else on in the car. Right, that that was their argument. Um, you know, I don't know. I can't comment. I can't comment. Like the rules say, you can't have it. They got caught, and there was a few. The tech department. It's like the tech department did nothing all season, <laughs> and, <laughs> and they then, picked everyone. Yeah. Well, um, so the other one that got done was Tasca. Yeah. The angle of the headers. Now, the argument that got put forward was well, number one. You know, he's just the driver, right? That's a crew chief thing. Number two, the headers, because of the, the heat. I mean, they, they're running 1,400 plus degrees Fahrenheit, uh, those nitro motors, and, and that there's a lot of heat still coming out because the nitro's burning in the pipe. That's why they've got flames coming out of it. So the argument was that possibly the heat had sagged them and, and incredible force. Like those things are making probably about 2,000 pounds of, of downforce, you know, so 500 kilos on each side, mm. you know, it's a lot. It's yeah. like a half a car, you know. So there's there's an argument that possibly they sagged. Oh, how much how much degrees we're talking there out? Oh, it wasn't a lot, but the thing is, there was an era going back called the swept header era. So a couple of teams went, or one team in particular went really quick all of a sudden, and everyone was like, huh? And, you know, the cars got checked and they, they couldn't find anything wrong. And then a couple other teams cottoned onto what they were doing. They just angled the pipe back and were using the thrust from so, the exhaust. The propeller, yeah. Yeah, and then what started happening, the cruise Pedragon one's the most famous one, the cars were wheel standing, a half track. You're yeah. talking 300 mile an hour. <laughs> the things are on the back, on the wheelie bar. His one was incredible. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I remember. Like all never four wheels yeah. off the ground at 300 yeah. mile an hour. Yeah. And he won the race, put it back down and won the race. Yeah. Um, so that's when the NHRA said, you know, we've got to do something about it. They mandated it. I can't remember what it is, 37 and a half degrees, whatever it is. They've got a mandated angle. And yeah, his was a little bit off. So they did the same thing. They disallowed that run. And they said, you need to change your headers. But there was a few. There was a, a few towards the end there. And a lot of people have been commenting that, you know, they did nothing all season. They're trying to make up for it right at the end. And, and then other people have said, oh, it's because of this pro race. Have you, you heard? Yeah, the pro race coming you know, up they're, in they're February, All the people yeah. that have entered or that are participating, that they, they're getting teched. I don't think it's any of that. I think that they have been checking this stuff. It's just that no one has failed. Mm, and now yeah. it... it they all, you know, um, but yeah, I mean, the Eric Anders one, look, at the end of the day, she outdrove everyone. She did, yeah. The, she had a magnificent the, season. Yeah, magnificent. The, car, the car was definitely on kill. I still think that uh, KB, um, Henrik, Titan, you know, <laughs> uh, they, they've got, I think they've got the horsepower, but we'll see what happens next season. The, the runaway this season out of all the classes was... Um, uh, the Vance and Hines team with um, uh, God, I've forgotten his name now. Anyway, he he um, he dominated. Um, I think it's the winningest season in a pro category. Uh, I think he only three races he didn't win. Um, but 
there's a push now for the NHRA to have a look at the rules, the parity between the Suzuki and, and the Harley uh, motors. Now, what it is with the Suzuki is the Vance and Hines, they've got their own head, which I, I guess you can buy it, but it is different to the head that the other Suzuki teams are running. So there's a push. They, they added a little bit of weight and it didn't really change much. And they've probably still got more in the tank, you know. So there's a push now that they want them to... to uh, I think they run 1500 cc in the NHRA. Um, a few of the other teams are asking the NHRA to drop the Vance and Hines motor down to 1400 for parity. Yeah, okay. yep. So we'll see what happens in the off-season. I think everyone that has the potential, like Matt Smith, to run a, a, a V-twin is going to switch to the V-twin because the V-twin, unless you've got the Vance and Hines motor, you're going to be more competitive with the um, the V-twin because anyone can buy the SNS, you know, V-twin mm. deal. But it was a good season. I mean, it was a good season. Uh, yeah. You know, like they say it every year, best season ever, and you'd have to argue it was pretty good. was, and I think the crowd numbers at the, their bigger ticketed events were, were up as well, so I think they were pretty happy. Yeah, they it. had a lot of sellouts yeah. this season. Uh, even Funny Car, there was three three uh, potential championship chase. It was four, mm. and then it got knocked down to three uh, at the meeting before the, the uh, finals at Pomona. Um, but unfortunately, they all went out the first round, so Matt Hagen... Um, Matt Hagen took it, yeah, you know, yeah. by default, yep. But, uh, anyway. congratulations to those guys as well. They've done a magnificent job. Tony Stewart's making his mark in the sport. While we're on drag racing, let's talk Golden States. Did you did you get a chance to get down at all? I no, I didn't get down. I, I watched the live feed, yeah. Uh, it was the you know, look, I don't, I, I don't want to bag anyone out, right? Because the fact that we've got a live feed is just awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I've got to say, uh, from when Andrew used to do it to now, it's not as good now. And I honestly thought it would be better because the better production crew doing it, you know, they're doing a show for TV. Um, you know, it just, yeah, the, the live feed was a bit, there was, yeah. But the overall event, this event, what, what I took from the Golden States, you know, whenever we go... Uh, as a, a business that's heavily involved in it, we always want to see our customers win. That's yeah. that's that's our goal. At the end of it, we want to look through the winners list, and they're all our customers, that's right? Sad. That's that's our perfect outcome. Um, this event, uh, I, I was so happy for the people that won because everyone that won was a deserving winner, mm. in my opinion. And they they were people that um, like take a step back as a business owner just as a fan of the sport and someone that's been in, involved in the, in the sport for over 30 years and knows these people personally, it was just unbelievable to see the people that won. Outside of Nitro Funny Car, because that's, you know, that's yeah. their, their own deal, but the rest of the classes, um, yeah, it was just awesome to see all those people win. That, that, that was what I took out of it. Yeah. I'm curious to know, I'll talk to you further about the live feed because I, I was there at the track and um, so I obviously wasn't watching the live feed. But what we see on the big screen is basically the live feed anyway. So Yeah, so, so did you see a lot of N, NRDC? Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> on but, what looked like a car cover? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I understand. A good quality car cover, but yeah. nonetheless a car <laughs> Yeah. So, but also, was are you talking about the also the crossover, like the interview at the top end of the track and the, the start that, line? No, that, that was all good, yeah. but there was just a lot of grey perforated mesh with NRDC. Yeah. Uh, and uh, very jerky. So, so what would happen, um, and, and it would definitely wasn't the internet where I was watching it from, 100% wasn't the internet. What would happen was you, you'd see the cars about to go into stage and then it would freeze up and it wasn't the internet. I, c- I can tell you 100% it was, it was something that at their end that was causing it and then you see the cars turning onto the return road. Oh, <laughs> oh really? Yeah. <laughs> the whole run. Yeah, so you'd miss the run, you know, and and it was like that for basically every run. And you, really? And then then they do the replays, and you know you might get lucky and and see the replay. Okay, yeah, but, no, it's never used to be like that. It's been really good. It's been very good. The seven plus. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't know what the issue was, but um, I, I thought it was an internet related issue. So I I moved the whole operation, so to speak, <laughs> and tried different internet devices and so yeah, on. Right, interesting. I uh, no. went to a different location and, yeah, I, I had the same thing. So it may be the internet of Quinana. Mm. I mean, look, let, let's be honest. Internet over the last couple of months has been a touchy issue. I mean, it's been a federal government issue. They're, they're doing all these things now to, uh, you know, virtually raw commissions to look into a Senate inquiries. And this and that. I left here tonight, I left home. I have no internet at home. And then my wife checked on her phone that I won't say the name of the provider we're with, but it's down in our area. So, so here's the thing. There's a, uh, just recently, like this week, uh, there's been a thing uh, um, that they, they say within three years we'll be completely cashless. What happens when you go to pay for something and the internet's down? Well, we saw that a couple of weeks yeah. ago, didn't we? Opt- yeah, and, and Optus customers. Were, like, yeah. I, I always carry cash. So I see it at drive throughs all the time where I'm getting a snack for the kids and I'll go, oh, man, look at the line. And then all of a sudden the line's moving really fast and I get to the order window and they go, oh, the internet's down, we're only taking cash. So uh, I don't know. I, I think if we're going to get rid of cash, maybe we've got to go back to gold bullion or something. Oh. <laughs> I can't see them doing that change. You can't. It's, you oh, that, they, they're a lot, a lot more of these Optus things are going to pop up over the next few years, and it's going to be all the more reason not to not that we to, to say we can't go. Uh, yeah, I, I think that you know cash is king. Anyway, but look, uh, like I said, I'm just thankful that there was yeah. a live feed. Yeah. Uh, because you know, if, if there wasn't, I would just be looking at Facebook posts mm. or you know. Look, I heard that the crowd, and I was there, and I thought the crowd was pretty good. I thought it was all right. Didn't but look was, good on the live feed. No, well, it, well, it's not just, it was terrible at the gate. So I've heard, and I won't say where I heard it from, it was from a very, very good source. But very, very disappointed with the, the it, gate taking. You had, you had two factors that really played into that. The first factor was it was not advertised. It was more advertised than the previous event. It was it was a little bit more uh, promotion. There was I saw a little bit, mate. Yeah, I, you know you 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 guys have got to understand that you guys might spend time on social media. Yeah. I, I don't. Right, I oh, barely get on, time sorry. to check my emails. My wife started to do it for me now. Right, we, we know it's on social media. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Um, so if you think 
that there's a lot of drag racing fans that are like me, the way we're going to find out about it is through the radio or through the TV. 100%. Now, the show was phenomenal. The show, I would argue that that was one of the best Golden States ever run, bar none. If you don't have people there to see it, to witness it, then it's kind of, you know, so you want to make money, you've got to spend money. Do you know what a problem was? One of the problems that I, and I've identified this. So I got there, it, it started an hour earlier than other events do. Started at five as opposed to six. Now we're in daylight saving at the moment and with seven plus, I assumed, I said, well, they probably started an hour earlier because they want to feed, start feeding this into the Eastern Seaboard at a reasonably early hour. So they kick off at eight. So five o'clock, that's, I understand that. That's fine. So I got there at 4.15. When I got there at 4.15, Super Street had already had three rounds. Super Sedan had already run one round. Top Sportsman had run one round. Mod Bike had run two rounds. Comp had already run one round. Super Stock had already gone one round. Modified had gone one round. And Junior Drags had gone two rounds. That's a lot of racing that I've missed. That's a lot. Yeah, but that's normal. But it's, it's not normal because... This is the exception to this event. We had Group 1, and listen, some people are not going to like what I'm about to say, but Top Fuel Bike cannot run an all-run format. Sorry. I want to see the same eight bikes, ten bikes, on an all-run format. It's elimination sport. I understand the nitro. <laughs> hey, I, I understand. For that fully uneducated, what do you mean? So, they just oh, so, so look, let just, let's just stop here for a second because I, I didn't want to talk about this because this is very divisive, right? It is very divisive. But if you were a spectator and you didn't know, you know, this was you struck up at the drags, and you watch that event, you wouldn't know what the heck was going on, right? No, That'd because be they had some classes all run, some classes elimination. So the difference, I'll explain to you, traditional drag racing, this is how it works, right? You qualify. So you do, you know, two, three, four, whatever number of qualifying runs, depending on whether the event's getting cut short because of weather or whatever, right? And then in... Group one, number one, races number eight. Only eight cars qualify in group one, right? That's the Australian. In America, it's 16. In Australia, we've always run eight car field. That's it, right? Number one races number eight. Number two races seven and so on. That's elimination, right? Eliminations, mm. right? And, and, and the name eliminations says it all because once you lose, you're eliminated. You're out of there, brother. Right, yep. and then for the next Easy. lap, whoever ran the quickest time gets lane choice, right? And if you get two cars that run identical times, you go off the mile an hour, right? So whoever did the fastest mile an hour gets a lane choice. Okay, that type of system does two things: it it makes the racer, regardless of whether it's group one, two, or three, it makes the racer want to make their car faster right because if it's an uneven field and there's a solo 
the top qualifier gets the first solo. The second qualifier or whoever beats oh, him okay. gets the yep. second solo. Makes sense. The third qualifier, whoever beats him, gets the third solo and so on. Okay. Now, when we've got a class like Super Street, where we're going to have 60 cars, mm. for argument's sake, first round is unseated. We call that where we line the cars up together, we yep. call that seating. So first round, we have one lane with all the fast cars and we have one lane with, with like we split the it down the middle. The second half of the field. Yeah, yeah, so 60 cars, we put 30 in one lane and we put 30 in the other lane. And they race each other. The faster cars go in one, the, the slower cars. The faster car has the choice of which lane he wants to go in, mm. right? Okay, that's that's how it works. And then once we get down to 32, I think, from memory. Yeah, 32. Yeah, yep. they start to see them. And they go off the qualifying order now, right? And in group two, uh, same thing, eight cars or 16 was always the allocation. You could allow 16 in, in group two, and uh, they do it a little bit different. Number one doesn't race number 16. Number one will race number nine. So they split yeah, it that way. Makes sense. Right? So that's your traditional elim eliminations. And the saying that we used to always have was go hard or go home, right? Because you're going to go on the trailer and ta-da, see you later. Your night's done, right? What they went to and this was partially management partially races and then move forward to the the nrdc era with the group one the nitro funny car the top door slammer mainly the promoter right the races like it that are involved uh but it's mainly the promoter that that uh, you know push that agenda uh, they've gone to this all-run format. And the way this all-run format works is sometimes they run two days of racing if it's a two-day event. You get one qualifier and they seed you based on that qualifier. And then you race. But it doesn't matter if you lose because you get to run again and again. And then they decide... It, originally, when they started this, they had... They, they worked on points, and whoever won more races, uh, they would uh, pick the two guys that won the most races, or girls, and they would go into the final, and they would be the winner and the runner-up. But then it was like, oh, that's not fair on everyone. So then they had the A and the B final. So they did that. Now, Sorry, just Now they had the A, the B, the C, the D, D. the E, yeah, F, G, yeah. H. <laughs> so in comp bike, that was the only way. They, in comp bike, they did it that way. They only had one final. Yep. But it was an all-run format yep. to get into the final. Now, comp, comp bike, bike has voted for that. Yeah. Right? But let me say something about comp bike. Daniel Natalotto, top qualified, won the event, right? Daniel Natalotto is arguably, if he is not the best of all time on a street bike, he would have to be in in the conversation. You know what I mean? And and he's racing six second bikes on his street bike and kicking their ass. Right? He top qualified, won the event. Okay. Even if they ran eliminations, he still would have top qualified. Yeah, yeah. He still would have won the event. Yes. Right? Yeah. Uh, those guys are doing themselves a bit of a, a injustice. The advantage of the all-run format is that if you're trying to figure your stuff out, you get to do more laps, right? Theoretically, 
you can do six laps at a normal event, three qualifiers and your three runs, right? Um, that's good, but there are other classes that you can drop back into, like mod bike. Mm. We guaranteed, you know, four runs, uh, you know, and then if they started to bring back grudges, because part of the argument that I got given was, oh, because we're down on numbers, um, you know, we, this way we fill the show up. I don't think there was a great one single grudge. I could be wrong. If I'm no, wrong, no, 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 they won't. They won't run grudges at NRDC events because there they're scared no of oiling the yeah, track, yeah. right? Uh, and that's a fair call. That's yeah, yeah, a fair call. But my argument is, you know what? If you don't have a lot of cars, it just means the event's going to be shorter, right? Simple as that. You don't want to run grudges. You don't want to risk oiling the track. I understand that, but start the event a little bit later when it's nice, cooler conditions and get the event over and done with. Dragging it out towards the end of the night like they did. Well, it went. It almost went overtime. Yeah, but there was big gaps, and they yeah, kept know, prepping yeah, the track. The, 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 um, um, I can't remember his name. I think it was Brendan Gospel. Was, when he went into the beach, the second last pass, that really cost them a lot of time. Yeah. It's not his fault, of course. But, nah. but uh, for an event that was... That had low, let's be honest, had low numbers. Like there was more cars in Top Door Slammer than what there were in in uh, Super Stock. There's five car field in Super Stock, and they I don't I don't understand why we had Group Two eliminators having having their first round prior to four o'clock in the afternoon. It's way too early for 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 yeah, filling there, up. A there sh- was a lot of. Group two guys that were complaining about the thing, but you got to understand, and and you know some of these guys are my customers, and like I explained to them, you got to understand people are there to watch Nitro, they're not there to watch you. They don't even understand Superstock or Comp. They don't understand it, right? Listen, guys like us understand yeah. it, but Nitro is what puts the bums on the seats. Agreed. Simple Agreed. as that. But it was only a five car field in Nitro, so give them the all run format. It's an exhibition event anyway, in my mind, but. Top fuel bike, there is no way in the world that should have been all run format. Not with a ten bike field. That's that's the deal that they've done. That, Look, you you're not you're preaching to the choir because yeah. you know that I, I'm all for eliminations. I want it to go back to eliminations. I, I the the three round format, uh, it rewards mediocrity. <laughs> Hundred percent, right? And and that is not on because if you want the sport to get better, if you want the crowd to come back, you want people to, to watch it and go, "Wow, that was incredible!" You can't have mediocre. You got to have the best of the best. And many years ago, when I was running door slammer, right, I would always qualify around tenth, eleventh, eight cars. Okay, so I never got in. I never got in the show. Okay, and I had a big big sook to Murray O'Connor. I said, you know, we've got 22 cars coming to these events. Can't we make it a 16-car field? And he said, nah, nah, that, that's not going to be good. I said, why not? And he goes, because if you, you look at the qualifying order, he goes, you're right on the cusp. You're right on the cusp of, of being there. You know, you just need a little bit more and you'll be in that eight, right? But then what happens after number 12, you know, those cars are slow, right? So we let them run. It's just going to weaken the herd. You've got you to let them suffer. They don't qualify. They don't make the cut. They don't race. So then they'll try harder. They'll work harder. They'll work harder. They'll keep pushing. 
And and I agree with what he said back then. Mm. I still think twenty two cars you could probably have yeah, 16, sixteen. Field, yeah. uh, but you know, you wouldn't want to have sixteen car field if you only got twelve cars. Mm. You know what I mean? Well, we had a ten car field in top door slam and we ran an all run format and even pro alcohol or top alcohol, whatever it's called, pro out sorry, pro it's called pro alcohol now. That was a six-car field as well. I've got to ask you. I've got to ask you on the subject of pro alcohol. What is that ugly-looking... Russell Mills's car. <laughs> oh, my God. That thing... No one could beat it, Bart. No one got even How close to it. How is it even legal? You well, know, it looks like a soapbox car with a, <laughs> with a blown motor in it. <laughs> so you can't thought... even see the blower. No, 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 no. It's all, it's all under, under it's that. It's like car. a, a Have Mercedes you seen them? 300 SL... It's like there's six guys to put that body on and off. Unbelievable. It's the, it is longer. Even on TV, it looks long. In real life, it looks even longer. It is the ugliest car I've ever seen. Oh, no one could touch him. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I don't, I don't know how that is an answer to my question. Yeah, I know. I don't, no, it doesn't. It my doesn't. question is, how is it legal? <laughs> what, so doesn't that fall under, it's a drag star, isn't it? So he's oh, sorry. His designation was pro alcohol dragster. Yeah, so it's technically a front engine dragster. Correct. Yeah. Right. But uh, okay, let's 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 spill the beans on this. So let's go to an altered. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you remember when Sheehan yep. was running the altered, they put that funny car nose on it. Yep. Camaro funny car nose, and it was the end of the world, and they had to narrow it down. And, and effectively, they weren't allowed to have anything uh, wider than the track, so halfway between the two front wheels, right? That thing there, you can't see the front wheels. No, the front wheels are yeah, obscured by the it's, body, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, now, now, I understand what the NRDC is doing. They're going, oh, well, you know, like, does anyone really care? You know? Well... You know, maybe someone's going to go, you know what, I don't want to race against that thing. Maybe that's where we're going with that. Maybe the other guys in pro alcohol, after a while of getting beaten by it, they're going to go, meh. It's fast. It wasn't. It was fast, but it wasn't that fast. It was 550. I've never seen anything. Who? who Russell who? Mills. Russell, Russell Mills. It is the ugliest thing I've ever seen. Drag stuff. Well, that's his designation anyway. It looks like, you know, uh, the chock you used to hold a door open. <laughs> It's killer. It's not killer, actually. But I just couldn't believe how big it was. In real life, I had a really good look at that car. I went up to it on Saturday. How could it take six people? It's a carbon body. No, it's but just I think just they just don't want it to to bend in the middle. It's long. Oh yeah, because yeah yeah that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, it's long. It's it's unbelievably long. So this thing. Yeah. Do you not find that revolting? What is this thing? <laughs> Alcohol drag star. It's okay. So it's a front engine drag star oh, with a with a with a body over it's it. It's like something George Jetson would rise. Oh, I think you're being cruel to George Jetson. <laughs> to he's a he's a he runs a pub in outback New South Wales somewhere, or rural New South Wales. So he had the Golden States on, and he will be hightailing it. He'd probably be back in Sydney already because there's a pro alcohol. So meet. what would his what what would he, who would his main competitor be here in WA? Uh, Glasby, 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 and um, Nigel Johnson. Nigel Johnson. Mm. Yeah, they're the, they're the two. Glasby's gone five thirty eight. I think so. Yeah, 
Um, and Nigel's gone five forty-three, maybe I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then after those two, you got um, uh, Sam Treasure, and that and that would be That'd be probably it. Actually, yeah, let's have a look. There, there's a few more, but the the so that's that's who's racing against something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah, that that looks like a dragster to me. <laughs> Yeah, so I think what it is is that they're so desperate for competitor numbers that they're just going, hey, whatever. There's no rules; doesn't matter. So, what rules were we? What rules did we fall under on the weekend? Was that it? Was a pro? It was a four hundred thunder, or uh, sorry, IHRA? No, it's NRDC. Okay, it's their own. It's Andy Lopez show. Well, Tim, Tim. Tim McAvaney was there uh, representing Andra, so I'm assuming it was an Andra-sanctioned event. I spoke with Tim well, on the start. Yeah, it may have been, but it wasn't called top alcohol. No, that's what that's what's throwing me. <laughs> right, so, it was definitely pro alcohol. So, so. Uh, if it's pro alcohol, that's not a an Andra class. Mm. Anyway, let's go through the winners of the event. So in. Um, Nitro Funny Car, it was uh, Morris McMillan. The Flying Kiwi. Yes, yeah, he did a magnificent job. Uh, indoor Slammer, I just, this must gripe, zap, but Russell Taylor. Mate, I've got to say, right, uh, first event, rookie, you know, Russell's driven a lot of things. He's, yeah. you know, done Speedway, he's got like a killer streak, car. he had that wild Tirana yeah. that was just crazy. Yeah, anyone... That puts a you know a screw blown Hemi and LCLJ Tirana is just mental, um, but hey, how good is that for him to just show up? Yeah, uh, consistent five seventies, A to B every run. You know, Zap was going consistently too, but uh, in that final, you know, Russell left like on him a day and a half. I think I think Russell was already loading up at the trailer, got the trophy, the check, and everything. By the time Zap let go of that trans brake button, it was, it was a Point five light. I don't know and what it, happened it was there. Like, that, and you know what? I'm not going to ring him for a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so poor John. Like it was really obvious, even to the eye, the naked eye. It was like, oh, zap! You know, that's a long way to come back. He may have been getting some coaching from uh, the ex Vance and Hines, uh, Angie. Uh, uh, what's the surname this week? Uh, it's Sampy. <laughs> Sampy is a Sampy. <laughs> I think it's Sampy. Anyway, congratulations to Russell. That was magnificent. In uh, like I know I had a bit of a go at Top Fuel motorcycle, but Wayne McGuinness saved the show. Bro, Top Fuel that motorcycle. Thing Did you was... see that the wheel was cranked full on sideways, and he came back down with it still sideways, and then the, just that that run at the end between him and Benny, Benny was yeah. just unbelievable. And I was so happy to see Wayne McGuinness win it. He has worked so hard. They. They lost their way for a little bit, uh, and and the possibility the old owner of the bike was was running uh, on the weekend. Maybe I don't know. I, I haven't spoken to anyone to find out the the gossip, but um, whatever it was, they they found their way, and that thing just rocketed. Every it was just unbelievable to watch. Just yeah. A to B every run, just incredible. Uh, definitely stand out, and and what a final mm, final yeah. was just unbelievable. Yeah, it was was that was actually the highlight. Even though I, I had a go at him, uh, top top fuel bike that 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 pairing was awesome, awesome to watch. Congratulations to both of them. Junior Dragster, a winner, Brock Ferguson there from the Ferguson family. 
the Anita Board Memorial. Uh, that will go to Brock Ferguson, so congratulations to him. In Super Street, the winner was Ash- Ashley Rowe. In Modified, it was Neil Ganaway. Once again, Neil has been... So many years. Yeah. (laughs) And he's finally got a gold Christmas tree. I was so happy for him. Uh, Just, yeah, just awesome to see him uh, take it out. Yeah, yeah. In Sedan, Super Sedan, sorry, Nick Puglia, well done to them. Um, In Mod Bike, Simon Garbutt, congratulations to him. Top sportsman, Rocco. Well done to Rocco. Big now, job for Rocco to now, get that car right for this season. So, so there's a few things that everyone needs to know. Number one, he top qualified, right? Number mm. two, that's got three pedals. <laughs> right? Yeah, manual. It's a manual. So he has to drop the clutch. There's no delay box. He's he's driving it like a man, right? Uh, <laughs> so, so. We also need to add that that car was pretty secondhand in February. Yes, uh, got to, uh, had a, had a, a bad, uh, pretty bad, that bad crash. crash at the Street Outlaws yep. event, uh, and uh, and and this is why uh, I wanted to tie in the the uh, Nick Puglia uh, thing. So uh, they were racing together on the same team. Alan Puglia helped uh, Rocco rebuild that car. And they brought it back to the Chris, because that's Chris Mills' old um, pro stock car. Brought it back to the old pro stock How livery. Was that, eh? uh, the I Speed Pro, that. the whole. It looked absolutely awesome. I was so happy for Al, Rocco, and Nick uh, to see both those cars in the winner's circle. Yeah. You know, Nick is a, he's a, a, a child of the sport. Shall yeah, we say, you know, he is. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they're just great guys too. It was just awesome to see him win. Like I said, this event for me, it was just great to see all these people win. Yeah. They're deserving winners, you know. Yeah, and also in uh, we talked about him before in comp bike, Daniel Natalotto. Once congratulations again, congratulations, absolute him. legend of the sport. Uh, in <clears throat> super, super comp stock. or super stock, sorry. Yeah, does Steve Norman not win? I've never, I've never seen Steve come over to WA and not win. I can't, I honestly can't remember. No, I'm sure he has, but he hasn't. But well, you know, Nick, you got cubic inches, and then you got rectangular dollars. <laughs> and but a big shout out to uh, Simo as well. How long has Simo been in the sport for? <laughs> I think he invented the sport, didn't he? Simo was racing that car, that Supra, back in Ravenswood. Yes. It's yeah. probably one of the last Ravenswood cars, really, when we think about it, that were down there on the weekend. I'm trying to think of any other Ravenswood cars. Or Salvo's. Well, Rocco's. Rocco's car. Uh, half of Superstock, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just that car has been around a long time. I remember when he built that, but it was you know in the early 90s, that car. Magnificent car. Yeah. Well done to Graham. Uh, Sims coming runner-up in that one. In comp, it was John Ferguson. He, he was like... They've been working on that combo. It's a new combo for this season. Mm. Uh, they bought the supercharger from uh, um, uh, Wayne Keys um, and had aspirations to run in the the uh, AAP automatic uh, class. So John's got the uh, turbo four hundred and converted drive setup, and they struggled a little bit the first couple of meetings. But this event. 650 every lap, A to B, straight down the middle of the racetrack. Incredible to watch. Deserving winners. Absolutely deserving. And once again, awesome to see him win. Mm, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And in Supercharged Outlaws, Casey McClure, she very rarely yeah, 
Losers. Nick, I've got, I got three names for you. Greg James, Casey McClure, Brady Zapier. Gone are the days of 0.1 reaction times. Yeah, no, it's all, they're zeros, <laughs> man. They're all zeros uh, behind they're, they're like point. 00, 011, 012. Unbelievable. I don't know how these people are getting these cars to react. Uh, but I'll tell you what, if you're thinking about running supercharged outlaws, if you haven't got a practice tree, you better buy one. And, and this is on a pro tree too, not a full tree. So it's not like you can kind of gauge when, when the tree's coming down and react accordingly. You've got to react on that last amber. It's yeah, incredible, absolutely yeah. incredible. One thing I will say about Brody's app here as well while we're talking about uh, Supercharged Outlaws, I uh, noticed on the weekend and um, I don't know whether it's him or the Zapier marketing team i'm not sure who's done it but there, there seems to be a lot of interest now around Brody and his car and 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 i think more there seem to be more people looking at this is just an observation and i hope john doesn't get offended by what i'm about to say there seem to be more interested in Brody's car and him than what there was for john just Nick, my observation let, let me tell you about Brody. right we, Brody and i've worked closely together he's a young uh, kid eh he is an incredible individual and, you know, whenever I get someone talking sponsorship, I've been just steering him in his direction. Yeah. So that car, they bought that car as a turnkey deal, naturally aspirated. Uh, they didn't get it at the start of last season, so he raced John's Ute, which John's Ute, it's a bit radical for a, a consistent race car. Small tyre, full-size street Holden Ute with a you know pretty radical LS in it. Running nines, hard to hook up, hard to be consistent, hard, you know, didn't react right. Very bad car for Super Sedan. Uh, once he got this car on the track, uh, the, the car had a restrictor plate on it to slow it down to, you know, 850, 860s. And uh, he started winning. He started dominating. Now, come the end of the season, I said to him, you know, take the restrictor plate off, go run in top sportsman, right? You'll do well, you know, because look, Although the results this weekend don't show it, really, it's been the uh, um, the uh, oh god, Albi Bakranich show for a while. Has, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but but anyway, uh, Zap got in his ear and said, um, "Nah, nah, the prize money is better in, in Supercharged Outlaws, right?" And you know, at that point, I'm like, "Well, that motor's got too big a bore to put a supercharger on it." It's a 4.6 bore, you know, you really 4.5 is about where you want to be or else you're going to crack the block. It's just too, too much cylinder pressure, right? So, you know, someone like myself would just go and buy a block and you want to run the rest of the stuff, do it. Zap pulls out these sleeves out of a 481X and machines them down. Well, he got Brody to do it. Brody works at High Speed Engineering and pressed them into the block. Now, they're not designed to go into a cast iron block. They're designed to go into an <laughs> aluminium block, right? So now they're hanging out about a quarter of an inch. So Brody designed and profile cut steel spacer plates, milled them at work to lift the head up. Oh, my God. Right? So now the intake manifold is too small. So he cut O-ringed plates to go between... Right? So, right. This, this is a 17-year-old at this point in time. Okay? Yeah, he's only young. He's okay? only so, a kid. So 
they put new pistons in the motor. They they put it together. A few people involved. Sandro from SCM give him a bit of a hand, organised carby and, and this and that. Uh, we, we did trans work. And with the trans, I said to him, look, I'm going to show you how to do it. You're a machinist, right? You can machine the little bits and pieces that we need. And that way, if you've got to fix it, you know how to do it all, right? Mm. Anyway, there's a bit of a story. I won't go into it. But basically, 4.30 in the morning, the day that he had to leave to go to Adelaide, right, is when we finish bolting everything back together on the car, right? Had, had, had two attempts on the dyno, right, but hadn't been able to do anything on the dyno because of, of other issues, okay? They load up from my workshop and head to the bend, Right, no runs on the car. Okay. Now, the last thing I said to him as I was bonding the tail shaft in was, Broads, is that tail shaft aluminium? And he goes, Yeah. I said, Sure, it's strong enough. <laughs> he goes, Well, John reckons it will be. Okay. <laughs> First release of the trans brake button, snap the tail shaft. <laughs> right. Oh now, along the way, there'd been a lot of conversations between me and him. Me going, you know what, mate? You're probably not going to make it to to Adelaide. There's just too much to do on this car, you know. And we've got like we're into hours now. You know what I mean? But he persisted. He persisted. They got a, some truck joint there to make a tail shaft for him overnight. Okay, so the rear end in the car is something that Zap had lying around. It's not meant to fit in that car. The angles are all weird. Everything, <laughs> the shocks are like an old pair of shocks out of the back of his car. Everything's kind of like you're looking at it going, I don't know if I'd want to be the one letting go of that button. <laughs> it's not really right. So <clears throat> he goes 7.30 on the first lap, 200 and something mile an hour, right? This is no testing, no dyno, no nothing, right? So uh, uh, he rings me up. And he goes, hey, I've got a couple of issues, blah, blah, blah. And I said, take a photo of the, the log and, and let me see the log. And I said to him, Broads, yeah, how come you're doing the whole run in top gear? He said, what do you mean? I said, I can't see the shift on the, I could see the converter flash, but, oh, I don't know, we'll have a look, you know. Susses it out. He rings me back after his second run. He goes like, I think it was like a seven one or something 210 mile an hour <laughs> right he rings me up he goes you're right i said what do you mean he goes i let go of the trans brake button i was looking down at the shift and it shifts straight into second <laughs> right i said we well, gotta fix it he goes oh it's got to be an electrical gremlin next lap he goes 701 215 mile an hour right so he gets back they find the problem it was a bad, bad ground on a relay. So as soon as he let go of the button, the relay vibrated a little bit and the ground let go and it would shift in second, right? We check everything, make sure everything's all right. He heads down to the motorplex, first lap, seven, whatever. Second lap, just, you know, change the tune up a little bit, bit of timing curve here and there. 697. The kids... 18 years old, just turned 18. The car, he, he, him and his mate pretty much built that 
like the weirdo combo pro charge through a carby. It is a strange like, looking. Mm, it's a strange looking setup I, I, in the flesh. You know, and he ended up winning the the meeting. That was the the uh, the first meeting yeah. of the season. Um, I can't say enough good things about this kid. I I am so proud to be involved in that deal, but more so. For many years, I've thought, where are these kids that are going to take this sport to the next level, that are continue all, all the stuff that guys like me have done for the last 30 years, right? After seeing him and his work ethic, and, and you know, uh, Casey McClure is another one, right? I think the sport is in good hands. Mm. We just need to get more of those kids. There's got to be more out there that have got that kind of work ethic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like that, um, it's going to happen. Now, another thing that you guys wouldn't know is at that first meeting on the second run when he ran the six, I'm pretty sure the shoots tore the back of the car off. So they had to do a repair, remount the shoots, and he managed to pull that thing up. Didn't go in the sand, didn't cause mm-hmm. any dramas. Uh, you know, there's there's not many people around. No. No, you no, know? but just looking at him and the t- and the car and the the way they carry themselves, I can see that they're. So if you are, as Simon said, interested in and in sponsoring a, a drag car or getting into the sport, I think he's your man. He's your man, and he, he's, he's a cool cat. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and he's very social. I've noticed with fans as well. So like, there were people coming up asking questions. Generally speaking, these guys don't have time to to be doing that and having long discussions. But he he did give up a lot of time for a lot of people on that on that weekend. Just so. that motor, it's such a Frankenstein. What's a talking point? You know what I mean. I think that's what attracts <laughs> yeah, a lot definitely. of people over there. That pro charger setup. So yeah, but the the way he, you know, it's just yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It is. It is. But congratulations to him and uh, congratulations to Casey as well. Hey, we need to move on. One final thing in drag racing. Um, it just happened overnight. Jose Gonzalez has gone a 5.35 with a 9 at 272 mile an hour at Bradenton Motorsports Park again, uh, ahead of this weekend's Snowbird Outlaw Nationals. So congratulations. That's in Mark Mickey's car. It's a 69 Camaro um, twin turbo pro mod deal. Uh, that's the new record. So that car, pretty radical combo. I uh, saw both passes. Well, I think there was three passes. I saw the the one prior to the the record and then the record one. Look, car went straight. I, I, I don't obviously. know that it's a radical combo. I think I think the motor is is the basic muscle head six proline um, Hemi. Yeah. I don't think there's there's anything uh, possibly they'd be running a lockup. In, in the trans, which they're not allowed to run in the NHRA. Mm. I think it's just boost because okay. they're limited. The NHRA limits them to oh, it's 30-something. Yeah. I can't remember if it's 32 or 36 or um, – but, you know, uh, there's been an argument for a while. Brad Personet made it clear that the 88s don't work efficiently at that lower boost, mm. you know. So um, – all these guys would have had to have done if there's no real boost rules at uh, at this event is just wind the wick up. Yeah, yeah. You know? But, yeah, outstanding. Now, you've got to ask yourself, is Ekanu going to come back to take the record back? 
be interesting to see what they do with the, if they roll do it out again. You think he's on the phone to Shane T? Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. But congratulations to those guys. Hey, before we get stuck into Supercars, MotoGP and Formula One, we'll take a short break here and we'll be back with more right after this. We hope you're liking this podcast. If you are, head to our iTunes or Spotify um, podcast channel and like and subscribe to us there. Also, head to our website, tnpmedia.au. You can get all of our episodes, every single one we've ever recorded, from our website there as well. There's also a heap of YouTube content, so head to our YouTube channel and subscribe to us there. That's Talking Power. Wherever you get us, make sure you like and subscribe us there. Uh, we can really do with the, uh, the subs. Thanks, everyone. Now, back to the second half of the podcast. All right, supercars. Johnny, you uh, you managed to stay awake and watch the supercars yeah, on the weekend? I, saw, I caught the Sunday race, to be honest. I saw the Sunday <laughs> race a, myself. Yeah, it was a good, you know, good event. Adelaide's always an interesting event. So, yeah, I thought I had a nice timing for it. And yeah. It was quite hot on the weekend, so it was nothing better than to get in the aircon and, and watch the races. So we've crowned our first WA champion in 16 years. So Garth Tander, 2007, won the championship. Good, so yeah. Brody Kostecki, yeah, yeah, that's that's a great outcome. And look, you're starting to hear all the stories about Brody Kostecki and how he got his supercar start in, over the years. And uh, look, I mean, it's, it's great for the sports, great for WA. Really proud to be um, a West Australian at this at this time. So, but do you reckon it's going to have that question mark over it? No, I don't think so. With the parody issues over oh, there. Look, no, oh, look, no. It's going to be one of those. Yeah, no, I don't, I <coughs> you know don't I mean? think so. No. Like, the, like the Melbourne, like Melbourne win the AFL and, and Optus. <laughs> it's a bit, it is a bit. Sh- hey, it's got a question mark over it. No, not, not for me there isn't. I, I, I won't, I don't think anyone else will uh, yeah. have that. Well, you even saw it, I mean, even with the Fords, uh, uh, with the, the Fords uh, are finding some form in the last couple of races. Yep. Uh, he still managed to trump them. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think, I think even if they did have a bit more parity, I think he was going to be yeah. the, the clear winner this year. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a bit stupid they're doing the wind tunnel testing now. Well, Johnny brought this to the table as well. I mean, you, I, I, I wasn't aware of that. To be honest with you, I wasn't aware of that, that the wind tunnel testing just started now. You so, think they would have yeah. done that, <laughs> you know? Well, that was my that was my <laughs> argument, yeah. Um, but can they do it when the cars the cars weren't ready? Yeah, so I guess that's if the they argument, physically don't but... have a car to send to America. How can they do it? Yeah, yeah. I think that's the only reasonable mm. explanation in regards to that. But why would you do the Camaro now? How long is this Camaro going to last for? About the same length of time that the ZB Yeah, it's a good question. I don't know. I mean, it's 2026, well, it's a lot of, they, they, I thought. They're banging on about the cost of this, sending these two cars to America. It's obviously an expensive exercise. Oh. And you're going to spend all this money on a car that we're not going to have in a couple of years' time. <laughs> I, I think they're chips in on the Camaro, whether it's around in a couple of years' time. 2026 is a slated date, the year that it's getting cut from production, as far as I know, 2026. So is Tesla joining or...? No, well, they, it's, this is this is what Johnny's point is, like what it's going to be the Mustang Cup, so... Oh, yeah? Cool. 
It's like pro stock in America. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, surely there's some sort of plans of, of a, a replacement. Wouldn't you start? Don't you, I, don't I don't think there's no plans. I don't think there's we any We all run businesses here. I'm sure a lot of us forward think. Is there no forward thinking for this? For this? I don't think so, no. No, I think they'll be hanging their hat on the Camaro and they'll just be re, re, continue rebodying it and continue racing it. Which is what they could have done with the Falcons and the Commodores, really, but at the end of the day. So you also wrote here, um, um, DJR has bought over the, motor, the engine. I wasn't aware of that either. Uh, I think it just, I only just saw that in the last 24 hours. Yeah, okay. So they've bought out Herod. Yep. And from what I understand, they're moving the, the engine facility and they're taking control and employing more staff. Well, Herod did do the original development. It's my understanding from one of my customers who's actually got an engine, they did do the original development on the Coyote. Oh, they've done the development up until now, I think. Yeah. On everything. Yeah. yeah. So he's yeah. been a big part of it. So, yeah. Interesting they bought Herod then. They obviously see some value in the road-going cars as well. Like the, no, they've the, only bought that, that part. Oh, the no, it's just yeah. so they've got an in-house engine program. Yeah. Oh, be, really? So, because yeah. so, obviously, you know, that is part the engine facility has been part of the Herod Road yeah. facility. They're taking that out and DJR oh, okay. is taking full right. control and okay. buying that part of it, yeah. Fair enough. Oh, so Herod can concentrate back on road cars and yep. DJR is going to do the, the race cars. Yeah. Did you guys, I sent you a photo the other day, did you find that interesting? I, I, I found it really interesting that Richard Childress came out to Australia just to obviously i mean betty probably funded that i would suggest but still well, you, think, you, that's you think richard childress needs someone to fund his trip probably not but i, <laughs> I think betty would have sent him an invite yeah <laughs> betty would have invited him and probably poured the gravy on as well it's so to speak but i found it really interesting that he came out here to support brody uh, it it, Brody's not going to be full time with them next year. I mean, he, he is slated to do a handful of events over there. Yeah, he, he would do probably three. Yeah, I think they're slated think to he's do three. The three road courses. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. But don't you think it's interesting that he came out to Australia? You, like, you pretty... say it's interesting, but you're thinking it's more interesting that no one came out to see Shane. Is that what yeah, you're trying to say? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I, well, not to my knowledge anyway. I don't think anyone came out to... But, it, to I mean, pat... I watched a lot of the after the race and obviously the burnouts and all the celebrations. SVG, there was... I don't know if I missed anything, but there was just a bit of like off into the yeah, sunset. Was, yeah, yeah. Like I, there was no... See you later. Thanks for coming. Yeah, it was interesting that he didn't really get a farewell. Yeah, there was nothing. There was no yeah recognition of his contribution was a lo- to the sport. Yeah, it was nothing significant is anyway. He, is he retiring? So he's going to NASCAR full time next year. But he that's hasn't like, got a. Oh, that, that's he's not that, going to work. Yeah. He hasn't got a full time well, drive. That's what Nick was saying. Why, why wasn't anyone here to see him off? Uh, to see him race this weekend? Do you think his, his, his new boss came over to he, see Brody? Boss? He obviously doesn't understand how it works over there. It's a bit like that scene in uh, Rush, where um, uh, what's the, the 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 guy's name? Nicky Louder. No, no, no. The other guy, Hunt. James Hunt. James Hunt says to Nicky, "It helps if people like you." Yeah, it yeah. does. <laughs> <laughs> but only I just found it really. Yeah, he's. It's an interesting point, but yeah, his farewell was not recognised yeah, by I, the I sport. Noticed that was something that just sort of stood out to me. Yeah. Is it because he's a Kiwi? 
Well, you say what you want to say. The last four championships have gone to Kiwi. Scott McLaughlin and and uh, and Shane Van Gisbergen have dominated the sport in the last four years. So, to get that back is uh, is, is a big thing, really. In in real in real. So he hasn't got a full time drive over there. No, it'll be it'll be a combination of truck races with the potential of moving up to, um, what are they called? It's not Nationwide anymore. Jeez, I'm going to get slated for this. Uh, What's the second so tier? Red Xfinity. We're not NASCAR experts, mate. Xfinity, so there might be some Xfinity, and there'll be some cup races on the road courses. But he hasn't got a full-time cup, cup gig. I don't believe even his truck career is full-time either. I think it's... Um, it's going to be fun to watch. He's going to get wrecked so much. <laughs> I, 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 I reckon he's going to be the, the next Ambrose. We'll just go over there, putt around for three or four years, earn some money, come back here and retire. At least Ambrose won, Ambrose won in the top tier. But I think mean, Shane's already yeah, done that. Yeah, but, so. you know, you really need people that like you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think Brody's got more of a chance because hundred oh, percent, you know, because he did so much when he was a kid over there, and I'm sure a lot of those people came up through the ranks. You know, well, he worked the, he worked full time for KRE as well, Brody, yep. as a mechanic. You know, putting engines together as well. So he has an intimate knowledge, especially of their their combo. He has an intimate knowledge. And he works he's worked prior to now, when he was in and out of supercars in Super Two and, and whatnot, he was also crewing for a speedway team, a sprint car team. I know you have to forgive me, I don't remember who they were, but um he's done a lot of that over the years, a lot of lot of mechanical hands on work. I'm not convinced a lot of racers get their hands too dirty. So, yeah. Now, what I was saying is that he did the the junior program over he there did, yeah. with Penske, I think it was. No, I can't remember now. I don't know if it was it Penske. Was, it was a you know like one of the big players. Yeah. yeah. So well, a lot of the just a financial reason why he couldn't. Keep going. Is that what, what it was? Because it got to a certain point and then he had to come back. I don't mm. know if it was financial. Oh, I think he came back to do the, the whatever they called the junior series over here. Well, his his family started a Super 2 team as yeah. well, if you remember. So Correct. Kurt and, jeez, um, I've forgotten the other brother's name, the other co- the cousin's name, Kurt and who's the other cousin? So there's two brothers and then there's Brody. Jeez, I can't remember the other... Anyway, none, we're, nonetheless, we're gonna, that, we're that was weird. some really bad comments. What I'm way. saying is those people that he raced <laughs> with and against, uh, a few of them would have come into the NASCAR. Yeah. So he would know them. That would give him a big advantage rather than being a Kiwi that was a hot shot in Australia and just showing up at NASCAR with a helmet. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's true. And because he won, because SVG won... I think that he's going to have a target on his back. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. You know, because when he first showed up, they would have thought, never heard of him, mm. you know. Yeah, Jake. Jake Kostecki. That's the one. Yeah. You made an interesting point about Matthew Payne as well. Like, what a drive well, if from you, that well, last race. Yeah, but if you got to go back to uh, qualifying and top 10, he was uh, he qualified, I think it was first or second, for the top 10 shootout. And he was on it, like for that first top ten, and then he overcooked it at one of the corners. Yeah, 
Um, and then Brody took, took that. But then he came back out on Sunday and just ripped it again. Um, Brody did get him, but he was... Oh, it was nothing, you know. He was in, like, first... Yeah. He was in the top two all weekend. Yeah. He, he, it was unfortunate in the race on the Saturday, but Sunday, mate, he just got it right. Mm. He just got yeah. it right and he just... Yeah. So you would suggest he's the next emerging talent, I think, and Penrite have seemed to, or Grove Racing have seemed to, as you pointed out, a bit of a sweet spot as well. well Looks you know, like they've, they've won got, two of the last four. They've won yeah. two of the last four, yeah. Those cars you know are coming, I mean? coming good yeah. at the right time. Interesting, we speculated, we felt that Penrite were probably going to go with David Reynolds. They are not. You said that. Yeah, I, I did. Yeah, I'm sorry, I did say that. <laughs> well, I thought, that probably I thought, that. <laughs> that probably, didn't you think well, is, is Reynolds out of contract? No, no, he wasn't. He's but he's, team 18. Yeah, he's leaving to go to Team 18 to fill Scott Pye's spot. So Scott Pye's out and he's gone over to Team 18. Not convinced it's the right move. No. But we, we, felt, we felt at the time... Why would you do that? I don't know. Why? I'm not sure either, but... Because uh, do you guys think that he's, he's been a good mentor for Pye? Yeah. 100%. But I don't know if maybe he thought, you know, this Mustang's not coming around anytime soon and he made the decision too early. Well, Team 18 Camaro is definitely well, not coming around. Yeah, you know what I mean? But I, I, I find it interesting that... Um, Top 10, Nick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I find it interesting that um, that he made the move, but I found it interesting that Penwright didn't go with him because we saw that firsthand, that relationship oh, yeah. between Penwright and David Reynolds. It was almost like together, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, like yeah. They one, were and, like, one and the same. But obviously, obviously not. The, the relate. Grove have done a magnificent but you got, job. If you look at the team, I mean, if you look at the two teams, um, like I said to you, that's a no-brainer. For mm. me, it would be a no-brainer for them to stay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, yeah, Brennan well, Grove. Down the way, right? Yeah. So, yeah, so that's going to be... That car's, you know, starts as well as it finishes here. They just need to manage Richie. I'm sure Richie's a much oh, more mature person be, yeah, this time around. So, yeah. yeah, I'm sure he will be. I'm sure he will be. MotoGP. Let's let's touch on MotoGP. That was a, uh, cool. it was a magnificent race. Now, but one thing I think I've got my results wrong here. Is it so, true that they're changing the name to the Ducati Cup? <laughs> is that just a rumor? Is it? <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Interesting you should say that. Everyone, um, everyone has a choice. Hey? Everyone has a choice. They choose what you want to go on, mate. This Gian Antonio... Yeah. I could have sworn he came second. but Yes. So what happened? How far oh. did I go back? So if you read my notes... See, you didn't read my notes. Sorry, I came through at the 11th hour. Let okay. me read your notes. No. Do you want to start from the start? Yes, please. Okay. So the, obviously... For those that watched the race, <clears throat> know that it was going to be between um, Jorge Martin and Peko for, for the championship, right? Yeah. So Jorge uh, wins the race, the sprint race mm-hmm. on the Saturday and gets within 14 points of, of Peko. So race comes Sunday. First lap, boom. Both of them bolt, first, second. Peko first, Jorge second, right? So within a couple of laps, um, main straight, Martin's roll on his tail that close that he that he uh, gets that unsettled, he has to veer off. So he almost hits Peko. So this is I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. Championship's done, beautiful. Peko, even though they're both Ducatis, obviously yeah, yeah, the Italians yeah, yeah. win. Yeah, absolutely. So naturally. Like, naturally. Killer. This is it. All right. But 
He, so he drops about seventh or eighth. Anyway, he's coming back. He's roaring through the field again, right? He's coming through. I said, oh, we've got some, you know, a bit of action here, no worries. In the meantime, Binder and Miller, of all people, have come <laughs> come up to first and second. Who? Um, between, <laughs> so between Becco, uh, Miller and Binder, they're swapping first, second, third. Isn't that a I brand just, of welder? Yeah. <laughs> just, it's a beer. It's a beer. It's a beer. So, <clears throat> cut to the chase. Martin's he's he's got the he's got the uh he's got the rage on man, he's gotta get back into this. He needs to win. Mm. He needs to win and he needs Peco to come fifth to win the championship. So So he's come around and he's um gone from over Marquez, boom, both gone, takes him out. So well, okay, championship's done now. Beautiful. We sit back or relax. So Peco's in front, swapping with uh, Miller and Binder. And then I thought, oh, this is all right. So I think they've obviously let Pesco know he's won the championship, so he's not pushing it. And obviously Miller and Binder are going to go for a win. So they're off into the sunset, first and second, or second and third. They was kept on changing anyway. What happens? Binder drops it. So here we go. Anyway, Miller first, killer. Miller's done nothing all year. He's going to win this race. Beautiful Australia. Miller wins Pesco championship. What happens? Miller drops it. <laughs> That's pretty standard, though. Yeah. <laughs> Standard, exactly, exactly. Gone stands like that. It's a no-brainer. So again, I'm back to all right. There's nothing really left to watch. Yeah, race is pretty much one. It's still like 16 laps to go. <laughs> this is all happened in like the first half of the race, right? I'm thinking, do I just go to bed? Oh no, never I'll fails. Hang, I'll hang around. I'll hang around. All of a sudden, where's this DJ Antonio coming from? From nowhere. Yeah, this is where I started watching. He that. started chopping for fifth. Four, third, and we're like, and then they're getting a bit. Excited. Oh, he might, you know, he, this is the last lap. He's taken, I think it was Vinales or something for for um for third. He was second, and he's coming out of the final corner on the final lap, right up Pecco's yeah. uh, on his yeah, red yeah, tire. I thought he's going to pinch this. <laughs> he's going to pinch this. So he ended up coming second to answer your question. Yeah, but. Uh, he got um, a penalty for tie pressure. Okay, um, right. yeah. So okay. he ended up coming fourth. It was I like I only saw the second because I was flicking between Formula One and Nick. Why now, would you we, even watch Formula One? No, but one? can we can we ascertain? <laughs> does, does, <laughs> no, but can we ascertain? Has that ever happened before? Yes, it has. Yeah. The last you, race? Yeah, has, you know why I know? Because I've got photos of me sitting on my laptop watching one and another one on the TV. The last race? Yeah, it's happened a couple of times. Happens a couple of times oh, sooner so, year. So while we're on the subject of Formula One, right, I, I, I is my understanding that Ferrari got served the penalty because a manhole cover... Yeah, that was at Las Vegas, yeah, the week That's before. That's the last one, yeah. Right. So this changed their championship standings because they lost, I think they lost yeah. eight yeah, they, points. They, well, they would have yeah. won, they would have topped uh, Mercedes, yes. Yes. So yeah. Just constructors. So, so uh, why was that a penalty? It's not their fault, the manhole cover. <laughs> there wasn't a facility in the rules to, there is a, what, what we talked about this last yes. week. You know, there, oh, there did was, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah there, there was a there, facility. There, there was nothing in the rules to... Um, 
you, you say it a bit better. Yeah, than I, I, know, I it's in my notes, but I, it was nothing in the rules to allow them to. There's there's special circumstances, and there was that, nothing that came under. Yeah, that come under like a that's ridiculous a fault in the track. <laughs> that's ridiculous. There's no nothing in there says, "Oh, this is common sense." Or that oh, it's just so unfair. Was, you know what I mean? That was ridiculous. Well, it cost them. Because that's a financial co- loss as well. well yeah, yeah, I know, but it destroyed it, the motor. More, more. No, no, not just the car. The championship, if you finish second or third, that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. going to be a couple yeah, million yeah. So there. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, big money. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. But getting back to my original statement, I, I cannot remember the final races for MotoGP and Formula One at, to the same hour, yeah, seriously. I, I can't remember the last one, but it does happen at least probably a couple of times a year. But why? Was it a flex? Formula One doing the flex? <laughs> Show, it showing everyone? Abu Dhabi to start with. Couldn't someone move one hour? That was ridiculous. That was the dumbest thing I've seen this year. Just a big flex, mate. That's all it is. No, but it doesn't even. It doesn't. It just because if you run them at the same time, and then you can go back to the sponsors and say, "We look, look at our viewer numbers." You know, what's funny. So they, but they they were still staggered because the Formula One started at nine and MotoGP started at ten. Yeah, but their finishing times were pretty. So I started at nine watching the Formula One. By 9.30, I said, you know what? I'm not even going to watch the rest of this. I'm going to watch the bloody grid <laughs> walk, f- grid, the grid yeah. walk of the MotoGP because it's more exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, the, the race was probably one of the most boring I ones did. of I the said, year. I did. I said, I couldn't handle it. I'm going to change it now. The clerk came second, but. Yeah, I know, but, and that was the other <laughs> thing as well. I still don't, I'm not on board with what he did. What do you mean? Well, what do, who gives us stuff about Checo and, and, and George Russell? Why, why, why did he... I know it didn't change his outcome of the race, but I don't understand why uh, Charles Leclerc let Checo through because he had a five-second penalty. So he wanted to let Checo get up the road. He didn't want to interfere with the race between him and George Russell. But he put in jeopardy, let's just say for argument's sake... That he had an issue. Well, he's probably and just conceding. That's it. He goes, "Why well, am I going to fire him if I know where I'm going to come anyway?" That's the problem with Formula One. Though. No, but there was a po- there was a potential that he could have finished more than five seconds behind Checo, and then he would have got relegated to third. He was coming second. Since when does Ferrari or Charles and everyone's like praising him, saying, "Oh, what a good sportsman"? I don't get it. I think that was I think that was fraught with extreme danger. Yeah, I don't know. I would have just said. They sort themselves out, those guys. If Checo can pass him, then he passes him. But don't let him through. Because I'll give you the tip. There's no way Red Bull will be doing that for Ferrari. No chance. No chance. No chance. I found that really, or Mercedes. really... Mercedes. If you're listening to us, let us know. Because I, I found that really unusual. But everywhere I'm reading, it was congratulating him on his sportsmanship. Well, I don't think that sportsman like at all. Yeah. And he's on the radio. You hear him saying, what's the gap? I'll, I'll let him through. And that way, you know, I won't interfere with their their race. But who gives us stuff? That's his problem. Anyway, I don't know. I found that really unusual. That was not a good way to end the Formula 1 season. It was not a, not a good race. I wasn't watching that bit. It was Abu Dhabi has always provided some really good good racing, but I, I found that to be really boring. 
the the race on the on Sunday. But anyway, the season's over. Max Verstappen is champion, and yeah. and that's about that's it. it. Really. What a dominating season! Oh, yeah. I think nineteen. Yeah, nineteen. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Ne- never to be repeated. Unlikely. No. Unlikely. No. But yeah, so very dominant. Can you guys tell me why is Honda mentioned in the Red Bull? It's their own engine, yeah. Sorry, let me go back to... No, in the team, like it's Red Bull Racing, Honda. I think this is the last year of it's, of it's been designated as Honda. I think next year it'll be... it'll be. Is it Ford next year or is it... But it's the their own after? motor. No, it was, a, it was always a Honda motor. And then they had bought... The Red Bull bought the plant. Oh, that really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I thought it had been a Red Bull <clears throat> motor for... Quite some time. No, no, it was, a, it was always a Honda motor that they had purchased, the plant, and they were made, started making that motor. Okay. But I, th- I think they still left it as Honda. Okay. When does it become Ford? Is it next year or the year no, after? I don't think so. It was like a couple of years, I think. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah, and that's when the rules will change, and I'll put weight on it and take aero <laughs> off, and they have to run skinnier tyres. <laughs> no? Is it? No. <laughs> hey, we need to get on to our upcoming events. So we have got coming up um, our Christmas our Christmas podcast. That'll be on the 13th of December. So make sure you tune in for that one there. Uh, also, uh, we are going to be live at Sunset at Hearn Hill on the 6th of January. So make sure you come and say hello to us down there, Sunset at Hearn Hill. That is in Cavisham. And then we're also going to be 14th of January for the Northern Steel Car Show in Perry Lake. So make sure you come and see us there. We're going to be everywhere. Mm-hmm. Here there. It's always the busy start to the year for us. We do the Sunset at Hearn Hill. I'm looking yeah. forward to that this year. Yeah, it's good. Yep. You'll be there. We'll have, a, yeah. we'll have a stand at both of those as well. Yeah, yep. next and to no, yeah. Next, yep. next door to each other. And at Northern Steel as well, yep. Perry Lakes. That's always a great Sunday afternoon out there. Well, it's a Sunday all day, that one. But, yeah, so looking forward to that. And our Christmas podcast... That'll be from the Italian Club on the 13th of December. Uh, make sure you tune in for that one as well. So we're looking forward to that. We'll be talking with the... Can we, can we disclose our guests? I don't know if you want. It's up to you. Can we disclose who we're talking to? We'll be talking to the Priolo brothers. All things Speedway. There's a big, big week of Speedway coming up in February. It's actually no, nine days or... Yeah, it's in well, February. Yeah, in January. Well, they race over Christmas, so Boxing Day, New Year's Day. Oh, no, I'm talking about the big $160,000 that's up for grabs sprint car week. Wow. Yeah, $160,000 up for grabs. It starts... Anyway, I can't remember, but it's mm. seven days or five days over a week. So it's even there's a midweek race there as well. So much so. a speed week then. So no, it's, it's, a, it's, a new, it's a new speed incentive... Speed? I actually made some notes, but they're on my home computer. Oh, we're so. ask the boys when we speak to Yes, them. so yeah, I know there's $160,000 up for grabs. There's $30,000 just in one race. That's the Barbagallo race, a tribute to Alf Barbagallo. That the Barbagallo uh, group of the cars, the dealerships, are putting up $30,000 for a win there. Um, and I be- can we disclose? Yeah, we can disclose that David will be racing for Barbagallo's. I think that's common knowledge. Well, I, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> it's anyway. not too late. He has to do it now. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry is David. it Dave's son that's been doing really well with the go-karts? Yeah, yeah. Is, is, are we looking at the future? Looks that way. Look, like 46 wins. 46 wins, yeah, yeah. 46 yeah. wins this year. 
came second in the championship. Yeah. So congratulations to him. We'll ask him all about that. Mm. Could this be the next Formula One hopeful? I would. You'd think so. You know, you'd think so. And the, the Priolo family have the have the contacts. I think you know to to take him to the next step. Look, uh, a lot. You know, a lot should be said about uh, the Barbagallo group because they were instrumental in in helping uh, Ricardo mm. get there. So if the connection's already there, I wouldn't be surprised if if we're looking at the next Formula One hopeful from yeah. Western Australia. Yeah. Speaking of Barbagallo, I went down there on Saturday. Mate, what a day that was. So it was the passion day for Ferrari. And, uh, mate, there were so many people there. It was so hot, but yet there were so many people. Or they came in their droves. And uh, had a quick yak with Vince Barbagallo as well. Really happy with sales at the moment. It's amazing the amount of cars. cars. Yeah, I think in Perth, those cars sell themselves, don't they? That's unbelievable. Does he even need the sales room? I won't disclose the volume, (laughs) but it's... it's, it's, It'll blow your hair back. Mate, the, the man you see go through there will come out of there, sorry. Blow your hair back, what they're doing in a month down there. But anyway, yeah, uh, cheerio to him. And they did a, put on a magnificent day. Saw the uh, the boys from the Ferrari club as well. They were down there in force. So they had quite a few cars down there. The SF90 um, Stradale, that, that, was, that was a beautiful example of that in there. Oh, that is a magnificent car. What a magnificent car. It's for sale, actually. So anyway, that's your dreamer, mate. (laughs) That's it. All right, guys. Well, look, we'll end this podcast here. Thank you for coming in. Really appreciate it. Uh, What have you guys got coming up? Anything coming up soon? I think there's some time off. Yeah, time off. There's a there's another event at the Motorplex in yeah the ninth yeah ninth there'll be another event yeah yeah so I've got a bit of work to get out before then yeah okay righto. And yourself, Johnny? No. No time off in the future? Just a couple of weeks over over Christmas. Yeah, okay. That's it. Yeah, righto. I'm dragging this out because I'm trying to queue up the closing music, if you, <laughs> if you haven't noticed. Are you going to leave like a 10-second gap? Or? <laughs> I'm trying to avoid uh, post-editing, but anyway, I'm, I'm not, not having much How luck How off, Nick? No, I don't know. Hey, it's still... It's this computer. On, I well, listen, while we're, we're talking about this, did you hear that there was a... Uh, fight at the NHRA award banquet? No. Apparently, two funny car drivers got into it, but I don't know who. I've been trying to get information. Everyone's being very tight-lipped about it. Oh, uh, okay. But but it is interesting to note that Alex Laughlin has apparently parted company with Haveline. Oh, okay. So I don't know if I'm you know joining dots that aren't there. <laughs> Or, uh, Interesting. Well, there was a bit of friction between uh, him and Jr. Todd. Uh, yeah, yeah, there was a lot of friction between. Is it, Alex brings that controversy with him, doesn't he? Really, I think that's that's part his of nature. His, yeah, yeah, part of his gig, part mm. of his repertoire. Yeah, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. But yeah, con- yeah. I look, all the all the events have wrapped up for the season. Well, all the big big ones. But now, drag we're in the middle of drag racing, so that's um. Here's the closing music. Right on there you go. <laughs> All right. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Thanks, guys. Thanks for coming in. Todd wasn't able to make it, but um, he's got he's at the Foo Fighters tonight. So, But uh, we'll be back on the 13th of December for our Christmas podcast. Make sure you tune in for that one. All right. Thanks, guys. See ya. See ya. <coughs>